Rampages Random Ramblings episode number five. Well, we're getting to uh, halfway to number ten, and today we actually have a special kind of episode because today I wanted to do um, kind of an episode talking about uh, mock draft. Yeah, I have a mock draft written up. Uh, I've done it over the past couple of days, um, really thinking about you know what each team is going to want to take. And we're kind of deep enough in the season now that there's um, like a separation between the top players, the bottom players, uh, needs are more obvious, that uh, that kind of thing. So I have three rounds of um, the mock here. Um, though do keep in mind, um, these picks, like the pick order and... Um, like any trades, this was all created on the 11th. So that's what the pick order is going off of. Um, so if any major trades happen during that time or kind of records changed, um, yeah, I'm not taking that into account, unfortunately, and I really don't want to. So, you know, when has anything, uh, when have I had to keep uh, orderly records before on this podcast, right? So, yeah. Uh, without out of the way, um, I want to talk about kind of needs, what I think the teams need um, in this upcoming draft. And really, um, there, there are a few. Um, not a whole lot, but there are, there, um, what am I even saying? Like, yeah, there, let's just talk about needs. Wow, I'm rambling. All right, start NSFC. Um, and these are just my thoughts. I'm not taking into account, like, big send-downs or anything like that, other than major ones like, say, quarterbacks. Because I know uh, SJS, they had Dan Wright retire, and I know for a fact that they have, uh, I think it's Monty Jack in the DSFL waiting. So that sort of thing, like, any big, big send-downs is stuff I took into account. But, like, smaller ones, um, I didn't really. So, yeah, let's just get right into this. Uh, NSFC, Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, they have a few um, needs that I think they should be looking at. Really, two major ones are uh, linebacker and D-line. And another thing they could look at potentially later in the draft, or depending on how picks fall, is safety. Um, but in reality, I'm seeing them really looking at shoring up the defensive line and also getting some linebackers. Um, for Chicago, they're in a lot of trouble, uh, unfortunately. They need a QB now because they don't have one. Um, they're starting a 50 TPIA, so not exactly the best situation. Um, they also need safeties. They need wide receivers. They need D-line help. They need a lot. Um, they're basically in the middle of a 2-3 season rebuild, um, so it's going to take them some time. And unfortunately, even in this draft, they still don't have all of their picks. So it's going to be rough, but, you know, got to start from somewhere, right? Uh, Colorado, on the other hand, is the opposite. They're pretty fucking loaded right now. So really, I think um, they're going to be either taking bus player available or they're going to trade down and trade into the next class. Um although I think it's more likely that they trade down or even look to trade to Season 25, which, if I remember correctly, is the next r slash NFL class. 
um, if we go by what we normally do for NFL class timings. So, yeah, that's just something to keep in mind. But in this um, draft, I don't have them trading because trades are impossible to predict. You don't know what people are going to do um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm just going to have them pick, but know that they're looking basically purely at best player available. Um, Philadelphia, similar to Baltimore, really need to look at linebacker and D-line. They also, if, again, the cards fall right, could look at cornerback. But in reality, again, I'm looking at linebacker and defensive line. So for Sarasota, their needs are pretty clear. They need a quarterback and they need defensive backs. Um, they solved their quarterback um, kind of need this season by trading for Rose Jenkins from Chicago, uh, but she's a one-year rental. And after that, they're stuck with Zach Vega, who is a 400 TPIA. So they need a quarterback to come in and actually start playing and being active for them because Waldo ain't it, um, safe to say. So I'm looking at quarterbacks and defensive backs for uh, Sarasota. Uh, Yellowknife is pretty loaded as well, like Colorado. Although, they do need help on some positions on the defensive side of the ball. Not many. Um, a safety, some defensive line help would be great. Um, so, that's definitely something to look at uh, in the draft. And thus ends the NSFC. Um, so, let's move on to the ASFC, which I think is a little bit more interesting. Um, Arizona has actually a pretty solid roster, although they're really, really young. They're the youngest roster in the league by far. Their youngest player is like season 17 with uh, Saba Donut, I think. And most of their guys are like season 20 uh, above, you know, season 21, season 22. So they can basically choose, again, who they need. Um, so I think safety is a good option. They could use a second running back. Um, that's something to look at for sure. Uh, I don't think it's necessary, but um, running back to back up Yoda would be useful as well. Just best player available uh, for them as well. Because as their roster matures, I think they're going to be really, really strong. Uh, for Austin, I'm looking at a defensive end, a quarterback, and then also a kicker. Because their kicker retired, I think. If I remember correctly, he retired. So now they don't have a kicker on the roster. Uh, thankfully, there are options in this draft, so they won't have any issue there, but primarily I'm looking at defensive end and quarterback. Uh, for Honolulu, um, they have a few needs. Uh, running back, linebacker, and cornerback are the big ones. Those are the ones I'm going to look to be knocking, or I think they're going to be looking to knock out in this draft. Um, they really want an active running back because I think right now all they have is rough rough, who is, he's good, but he's IA, so having an earner at that spot would be great. Uh, they don't have great linebackers or cornerbacks, so uh, I think they're going to be looking to kind of fill those holes. Uh, for New Orleans, um, they're pretty set uh, in most positions, although there are a few where they're definitely lacking strength. Uh, wide receiver is a big one, as far as I can tell, so they're really, really going to want some quality receivers in this draft. Although, unfortunately, they don't have their first-round pick right now. Um, they have to use their second-round pick on Issa, so they don't have that. So, basically, their first pick in this draft is the third round. Uh, 
Um, there's still some value there. I'm going to say that now, but it's going to be tough. And then defensive line in general is something they're going to want to look at. Uh, although at that point, like in the fourth round, it's going to be tough for them to find value, I think. Um, still there, but still tough. Um, now, Orange County um, has some similar needs. I think they need defensive end in particular, rather than Nola, who just needs help over the defensive line in general. Um, they could get a running back. Um, you know, again, if the situation is open to them, but I think that's something they're going to be looking at way, way later uh, in the draft. And then wide receiver as well. Um, they want to try and secure a good wide receiver if they can. So, finally, uh, to end this off, uh, SJS needs safety and defensive line help. Um, they already ha actually solved partially one of those issues because their GM, CK Royal, is a defensive end in this draft, so drafting him, they actually fulfill one of their major needs, so that's going to be something to look out for as well. Alright, <clears throat> so with the sort of preamble out of the way and talking about what I think the needs are, again, this isn't taking into account send downs and that sort of thing, so if there are players down in the DSFL, then I'm sorry, but yeah. So let's just get right into this. So first overall pick in this draft is actually Colorado, which is kind of insane to me. So like I said, with best player available, it's a really, really easy decision for them. And I have them taking Greedy Sly, the safety from London. The number one overall pick in the DSFL also becomes the number one overall pick in the NSFL. Um, and I don't think I need to say a whole lot why. Uh, he's made a ton of media. He has a podcast. He's earning like a beast. He has basically everything you want out of our first overall pick. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really easy um, for Colorado. That There's really... I mean, you could pick someone like a Tyler Montaigne or Sun Goku here. Um, but in reality, I think Greedy Sly is it for first overall. Uh, now, second overall, uh, Baltimore has this pick. Uh, I have Baltimore going for Sun Goku, defensive end from Kansas City. Uh, I've actually talked to Nelsu uh, a few times. Uh, I kind of regret not drafting him in the DSFL, considering I had a couple of opportunities to do so. But as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So... You know, I didn't realize he was going to turn out to be such a damn good player. Um, he's been great in Kansas City. I've heard a lot of great things about Nelsu, and it fills a big, big need for Baltimore because their defensive line is, or their DEs in particular, are both old and bad. So they get themselves a really, really good defensive lineman uh, with second overall. So Honolulu, they have two picks in this round. They have the third overall pick. And with this pick, I have Honolulu taking Heinrich Kakapu, linebacker from Portland. And this is another player that I really regret not drafting, but again, you know, I couldn't really justify it at the time, unfortunately, because um, we have solid linebackers in Minnesota, so it's really hard to make that justification. But he's been a really damn good earner. Um, He's put out some solid media pieces. Uh, I've heard some great things from the Portland locker room from him. Um, so, yeah, uh, he's been active. 
Um, so there's really not much for else for me to say. He's probably the best linebacker in this class, and uh, Honolulu gets themselves a really, really good one there. Uh, for Arizona, their first pick in this round, and definitely not the last pick they have in this draft, they have a huge number of picks in this draft as well. Uh, for them, like I said, they kind of have they kind of have best player available here. Um, they can really choose kind of who they feel. Um, so in this case, I'm gonna have Arizona select Lecar Patron Ducamariot, safety out of Myrtle Beach. Um, I've heard a ton like a ton of stuff about take, um, you know amazing player he's been really really active uh, he's made some really solid media pieces like in the past couple of weeks he's written a lot um, and he's done a ton of stuff um, he's active he's his update pages are friggin huge like reading them there's like holy crap you know there's a lot of stuff going on there so um, really good on him I think uh, he's going to be an excellent safety for Arizona going forwards. Um, so, yeah, um, I'll have Duke Marriott going fourth overall. Uh, for fifth overall, for Honolulu, I have Honolulu selecting Ray Ray Jackson, cornerback from Minnesota. Um, so this is a player that I drafted. He's not um, the most active guy in the world in the locker room. He still pops his head in, but I've heard, or I know, that he is a sim league vet, like a true sim league vet. This dude's in a, been in a lot of sim leagues for a long time, so he knows his way around. Um, he's earning very, very well at the moment. Uh, top earning quarterback, uh, cornerback in the class at the moment, um, and he has a really, really bright future ahead of him. And he lands on a good team in Honolulu. So next up, Sarasota has back-to-back -back picks here. And I have Sarasota taking Reginald Covington III, quarterback from Kansas City, and Tyler Montaigne, defensive tackle from Dallas. So Montaigne, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything that needs to be said about Montaigne. Um, dude's been earning like a beast. Um, he's put out a ton of media. Like He's just doing it all. You know, and uh, the only reason he falls this far in my mock is just need and who I think and like who I think um, teams are going to go before. I think he has potential to go uh, first overall as well, but I really do think uh, Greedy Sly is going to go first. Um, there's also potential that Baltimore takes him over Son Goku. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, Montaigne is a steal for Sarasota at number seven. Um, and then Reginald Covington, uh, being good old PDX baller, um, very, very uh, active guy on the forums. Um, he does a lot in the sim. Um, and yeah, he's just a really smart guy in general. Um, best quarterback in the class, and it's really not even close. Um, so yeah. They managed to solve their quarterback issue uh, pretty quickly. 
So, yeah, nothing else to really say. Um, his last player was really damn good with uh, Axel Hornbacher. So, yeah, should be pretty easy for uh, pretty easy choice for Sarasota. Uh, now, Philadelphia. Like I said, I think they need a linebacker here. So, once again, best player available at the position of need. Um, I think Philadelphia will take Tyrone Woods, linebacker from Myrtle Beach. Um, this is another guy that I was looking at really, really closely uh, in the DSFL draft, and I was really impressed um, with what he had managed to do. Uh, Woods, he's earning really, really well right now. He's top, is that top five? Yeah, he's top, no, top six. So he's doing really, really well in terms of earnings. Uh, Rindy, he's been around for a little while. Um, so uh, it's another sim kind of, yeah, it's, it's another kind of sim veteran in this league, kind of like PDX Baller. Um, so I think Woods is a great option for Philadelphia here. Uh, now, San Jose, um, like I said, they need help on the D-line badly because uh, a lot of their guys are either inactive or old or both. So San Jose take the best DT left on the board after Tyler Montaigne, and they take Carl Weezer, uh, defensive tackle from Kansas City. Uh, he's been, again, it's another player who's been around. I've seen him in the rookie discords. Um, <clears throat> and he's been doing pretty well. It's LGM. Um, you know, a guy that's been around the league before. Um, he's done some, uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, he's done a ton of stuff. He made some media recently. Um, he's active. Everyone, you know, everyone knows who LGM is, but he's been around the Sim League. So uh, it's another veteran being taken in, in the first round, and I think he's going to be uh, really, really good for San Jose. So Colorado, again, like I said, they kind of have their luxury of who they want to pick. And with that, they kind of, they have a huge range of options. And I think Colorado here will take Kai Sakura, wide receiver, Minnesota. Um, again, another Minnesota guy. I've talked to him a lot in the locker room, and he's excellent. Um, really, really funny guy. Um, he's Australian, so he's not around at the same time that a lot of other guys are. Um, simply because, you know, his time, he's basically on the opposite side of the world. So, when we're awake, he's sleeping. So, it's hard for us to interact uh, a whole lot. But, when he's around, he's, you know, a great guy. Uh, earning really, really well. Right now, top earning wide receiver in the class currently. Um, so, he's doing excellent, I think. Um, and I think he's going to make Colorado really, really happy. Uh, so next up is Yellowknife. And Yellowknife has a lot of old safeties. Um, everyone knows that. Um, with Grithead retiring at the end of the season, he's going to get knocked out by uh, regression, whether he likes to or not. So rip the grit, he's gone. So... Um, with Yellowknife's pick, they're going to be taking Rafael de Alicante, safety from Dallas. 
Uh, I could have gone with DB Jadakiss as well. This is kind of going to be the first um, pick that kind of I had to really think about a lot. But um, looking at activity levels um, right now, uh, Kenito Manara, who's the user behind Rafael de Alcott, has been more active than Jadakiss. Um, uh, there's probably a reason for that, but Alcott, um, I just have slightly more confidence in Alcott being around for the long run. So I think Alcott will eventually end up being the pick. I could be wrong. Jadakiss could roar back and take the spot easily, but I still think Alcott is a great option here. And then OCO, the last pick of round one. Um, and I think OCO is going to take Lucas Gavia, wide receiver from Dallas. Um, enigmatic. He's been around the league um, for a very, very long time. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people know who Enigmatic is. Uh, he's done a ton of stuff for the league. Uh, he was a quarterback for Philadelphia uh, for a while, Adriana Falcone. So, yeah, um, I think... He's going to be a great, great option for uh, OCO. And they get a Sim League veteran. They get a guy who they know is going to earn well. So OCO gets a really good player here. Um, so round two, I'm going to drink some water real quick, and then we'll get right back to it. Alrighty, So Chicago finally comes into the draft. Welcome. Uh, round two, starting out real quick. Uh, I know I was dissing them earlier. Not really dissing them, but just uh, explaining a decision. But Chicago is going to take DB Jadakiss, safety Norfolk here. Um, ultimately, uh, I still think both of them, uh, both Jadakiss and Alcott, are going to be great safeties. Um, but like I said, it's just a matter of confidence. Um, and I think Alcott might be... Um, a might be someone you can take a little bit more confidence in than Jadakiss. But Jadakiss, uh, he's been earning great. Um, and I do think um, he'll be a good pick for Chicago, who really needs just a lot of help. So um, he's probably he's the best player available uh, at a position of massive need, so it's pretty easy for them. Uh, Baltimore now... <sighs> So I had them taking Son Goku in the first round, and now I'm going to have them take Hingle McCringleberry, uh, linebacker from Dallas to Baltimore. Um, really, again, it's just another case of best player available at a position of need. Um, he's been really, really active in Dallas. Uh, he's been earning well, um, and I think uh, he's going to be a great, great um, player in Oh, God, in Baltimore. Uh, I think he'll be really active for a long time. So uh, McCringleberry is going to be um, the pick for Bel Baltimore here. So next up, Austin makes their first pick as well. And Austin will be selecting Nickel Van Perkins, cornerback from London. Uh, I actually scouted this guy on the forums uh, early on. Uh, in season 23, the only concern I had was that he wasn't going to be as active because he told me, you know, with the whole coronavirus thing going on, um, he wasn't going to be around very often, but he's shown that he can still be active. So, you know, big respect to that. Um, and again, 
uh, best player available at a position of need. Um, so they get themselves a solid cornerback um, uh, in the uh, second round here. So next up is Arizona once again. Uh, this is not the last pick they'll have. They have a lot more. But uh, yeah, uh, here I think Arizona is going to go with Nicholas Ayers, uh, running back from Myrtle Beach. Um, this is one that I th think is probably going to end up being wrong, but I'm doing it anyways because running back by committee is better. Uh, it's been proven almost time and time again that running back by committee is better. And uh, Ayers is probably the best running back in the class. Um, you can make some arguments for some other guys, but right now it's definitely Ayers. Faded. Um, he's been a guy that I've seen, again, a lot. Um, he's been really active in all of the discords that I'm looking at him in. So, yeah, not much else to say. Solid pick um, for Arizona, and I think he can be very, very effective. Uh, so Honolulu picked their GM here. They select Manka Anaana, so let's move on from that with Arizona. Once again, picking, and this time I have them selecting Tychondrius Hood, wide receiver in Minnesota. Uh, again, it's best player available, and Hood is an excellent guy in the Minnesota locker room. Uh, does a ton. He's really, really active. He's funny. Um, he's a really, really good earner as well. Um, pretty much everything you want from a wide receiver. Um, so I think he's going to do well in Arizona. He can probably sit for a while. Um, because a lot of their receivers are young. Donut is still really, really young. Uh, he, still, he still has like an entire season before reg um, regression hits him, at least. So, yeah, that he's going to be... Hood can sit for a while, but I think he's the best player available, and that's what Arizona is going to be looking for, I think, uh, in this draft. Uh, New Orleans also selects their GM with Adela Depengu safety. Uh, Philadelphia was going to select their GM player here, but uh, Tubby Tim unfortunately retired and stepped away from the league. So, uh, Tim, if you're listening to this, I doubt you are, but if you are, um, you know, good luck, whatever you're doing. Um, sorry to see you go like that. But regardless, <coughs> uh, now Philadelphia has to actually make a pick here, so... Uh, I'm going to have them selecting Tiger Om, defensive end from Tijuana. Uh, this was a pick I was kind of thinking about a lot. And it's, again, kind of a case of, oh, this player is really, really good. And there are players below him that I picked before him. But, again, it's just kind of a position of need thing. Philadelphia needs help on the defensive line. Uh, Franchette retired. <laughs> And a lot of their guys are kind of old or low TP. And uh, I think that uh, Tiger Om can really kind of pull uh, his weight in Philadelphia. Um, you know, they have some, I know they have some defensive linemen down at the moment. But, you know, if you can get uh, active earning defensive linemen, you'll know, you'll take them. Um, there's always, you know, the per the prospect of position switching. So, yeah. That's where I think Philadelphia is going to go. 
uh, SJS. They also pick their GM here. They pick Water Chestnut third from Minnesota. And Baltimore also pick their GM. They pick CJ Riley, defensive end from Portland. Now getting back to the real picks. <clears throat> uh, Sarasota will select Braxton Sinclair, defensive tackle from Norfolk. Um, again, best defensive tackle left on the board for Sarasota. Um, and really, I think they need help at the defensive line. Uh, it wasn't necessarily need I was talking about in my things, but really looking at it, a lot of their defensive linemen are old. Like they have, uh, I think, Thorian Skarsgård on the roster, and he's old as dirt. Like he's season 12. So he's not going to be in the league much longer. Um, and a lot of their other guys are kind of really low TPE. So uh, this is a good uh, pick, I think, for Sarasota. Um, so OCL, next, they select Mike Carpazzi. Defensive end Norfolk. Now, this is a player that I haven't actually seen anyone else talking about, but it's someone that I notice is actually active again. Um, they've been making posts. Um, I know I've seen some other mocks that don't have this guy um, first two rounds, but I think it fills a need for Norfolk and, or not Norfolk, uh, OCL. And um, it's a really solid player overall. I think. Um, as Carpazzi kind of keeps earning, I think he's going to be really, really good um, coming into it. Um, if he can keep up the activity level, I think at this kind of point, um, it's a steal for OCO. Um, but I think he's going to be really solid regardless. So next up, uh, round three. I'm going to take another drink of water, then we'll get right back to drafting. All right, so Chicago is very, very sad because they don't have a quarterback right now. Um, so they're just going to stock up on everything else because there's really only one quarterback in this class and the rest of them are just terrible. Or They're not terrible, but they're really not people you want starting. So, yeah, unfortunately... Uh, it's it's not the draft for a quarterback for Chicago, so it's going to be rough for them. But regardless, I have them taking Jackson Kingston, wide receiver from Tijuana. Uh, best receiver left on the board. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you could make an argument for Videlson here, but I do think that um, Jackson Kingston... Has a lot of upside. Uh, it's a Davey, um, previous GM guy who's been around the league a lot. Um, so, you know, you know what you're getting, and I think it'll be really, really solid. Yeah. Um, not much else to say for Chicago now. Colorado, once again, um, they had the luxury of just picking whatever the fuck they want. So, uh, in this case, I'm going to have Colorado selecting Julio Jones. Offensive lineman from Minnesota. And the reason I have him over Thruster, uh, who's the other kind of premium offensive lineman in this class, um, really is just media. Uh, Jones has been churning out a lot of media. Um, he's really putting himself out there. 
and I think Colorado is going to take notice. And like I said, with the roster that they have, they can really just pick whatever the hell they want. So I think Jones, I mean, the articles in, um, oh God, who made them? Stego, uh, Stegosaurus made, really, I think, opened up a lot of GM's eyes to how valuable offensive line can be. And I think this is where Chicago is going to take uh, some offensive linemen and really kind of, you know, get that advantage that it can give you. So next up, Honolulu here. Uh, their second pick of the draft. No, third, but really second because, you know, they had to pick uh, Dwyer in the second round. So they have third overall pick. Um, and with this pick... Honolulu is going to be taking Danny King, uh, running back from London. Um, and this is another pick that I think he's going to probably end up being wrong. Um, but, like I said, uh, running back by committee men. And their second running back, Paco McTaco, is a 180 TPIA. So he's basically dead weight. Um, God knows why he's in the NSFL. I think it's just because they don't have anyone else. So, Danny King, um, he's actually been earning relatively solid. Um, but, uh, really, not a lot of teams need running backs. That's why, um, spoiler alert, there's only... Well, I have three of them coming off the board, but, you know, three of them in 30 picks is not very good, considering how many defensive linemen are in this draft. Um, but regardless of that, uh, King, best running back left on the board. Running back by committee is really, really effective. Um, oh my god, I was miss I was misspoken. <laughs> it's not Frost. They have Rough Rough on their roster. Oh my god, I was thinking Sarasota. I am so dumb. But anyways, um, they have Rough Rough on their roster. Who's a 500 TPIA? So... Having someone really solid to back him up and eventually take over um, is a solid move, um, in my opinion. So, Arizona gets back-to-back -back picks here. And so, for that, I'm going to have Arizona selecting uh, Dick Thruster, offensive lineman from Myrtle Beach, and then Griffin Porter, linebacker from Tijuana. Um, Thruster, you know, last premium offensive lineman really on the board. Uh, he's really, really solid in his own right. Uh, he's been earning well. And then with... Uh, let me see if I can find him. Uh, with Porter. Um, Asylum Party is another Sim League veteran. Um, and again, the only reason I think he falls is because of slightly lower earnings. But, I mean, in reality, I think he can go a lot higher than this, um, if people notice. But... If he doesn't, and Arizona does get him here, um, it'll be a really, really good pick for him, uh, for them. Because, like I said, he's a Sim League veteran. Uh, he's been around the league for a little while. Um, I think he was former HO, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's been here for a while. Um, he took a, a leave of absence for a while, and... Uh, now he's back. So uh, I think Arizona can snag him here, um, if people don't notice. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think um, this is another pick that could potentially be very, very wrong um, because I think he has potential to go much, much higher. But 
you know, that's besides the point. This is just what I think um, is potential, uh, potential to happen. Uh, so Sarasota now, they're back, and they're going to select running back, running back uh, from Tijuana. Now they actually have someone to back up Dax Frost. Um, I knew they were... The, um, I knew they picked somebody, but I just messed up Honolulu and Sarasota so badly. But um, really, this guy's kind of um, surged back onto the scene. I think he was inactive for a while, but uh, he really came back. Um, he's the best running back left on the board. Um, uh, there's uh, Sanchez ahead of him, um, uh, the user behind Logan Lejeune, but he has not um been on the forums in the past couple of days, and I think, you know, maybe you just want to get, like, a new guy, and, um, oh, he's not new, but regardless, he's another guy that's been around a little while, um, he's from 2019, actually, so, yeah, not much else to say, um, solid player, and I think he's going to be a good backup for Frost, um, you know, as things go. So, for New Orleans, welcome back. They get to pick their second player in this draft. Or actually, yeah, their first in reality. Because uh, they had to pick their GM with their first pick. So, Nola, like I said, they really, really need receivers here. So, best receiver left on the board um, is Dre Matthews, uh, wide receiver from Norfolk. Uh, it's like, you know, the Norfolk to NOLA pipeline, I think, makes this pretty likely. Um, again, you could replace this with a Videlstown. I think that's entirely possible. But, like I said, the Norfolk to NOLA pipeline is really, really strong. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Issa tries and picks Matthews up in the draft. Um, just because, you know, that connection between the teams. Um... I think, like I said, it's entirely possible that Videl sound goes here, uh, depending on what teams think. Um, but, like I said, Norfolk to Nola, man. You know, it's a, it's a thing that exists. So, Philadelphia now. Um, they picked Tyker Ohm already, as well as Tyrone Woods. So, their final sort of big need, as far as I'm concerned, is safety. Or not safety, cornerback, rather. Um, or it would be nice for them to have another quarterback. So I'm taking LaShawn Paris Crooks, uh, cornerback, out of, oh, Jesus. Uh, London. There we go, London. Um, best cornerback left on the board. Um, he's been earning really, really well. He's active. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily put on any media. I don't think he has. But. No, he actually has. Um, he's put out some uh, kind of funny, I guess you could say funny media. Um, he's really had some, uh, some fun stuff looking at. Um, he's got some pressers up. But, yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be really, really good. I think he's kind of. Again, he's almost a steal at this point, uh, especially if he really cranks up the earnings because he's already making media. Um, he has a really nice writing style. Uh, I really, really liked his uh, Restlessness for the Royals article. Um, 
it was really really funny to read um so yeah i think he can i think he's legit and i think he's going to be really really good for philadelphia uh now san jose uh with them picking water chestnut and Carl Weezer, they kind of have defensive line help all set. So next up, I'm going to have them take Bob Bob, safety from London. Um, Nikki MLVP, um, he's actually the award, one of the awards uh, committee heads. So he's been around the league. Um, it's pretty obvious that he has, um, you know, some... He's got a future in this league, a pretty bright future in this league. Um, he's a really solid safety. Um, best one left on the board. Um, he's done some media stuff. Um, so, yeah, this is a pretty easy uh, pick as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he did a mock draft um, actually a couple of days before I did mine. So he's really been putting some uh, media out. And with him being a previous Sabercat, uh, I think it's very, very possible that they bring him back. And this is when they do it. So Austin, next up, um, they're the only team that I'm aware of that really needs a kicker right now. Because, um, oh, who was, their, who was their kicker right now? Is it Crisco? I don't think it's Crisco. It might be. I can't remember. It is Crisco. Uh, I think Crisco retired. I'm pretty sure he retired. Um, so. I could be wrong. I'm actually not sure. But. Uh, I know. Yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. Um, Austin. Um, if he's retiring. They're going to need a kicker. So. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be, oh, jeez. Did I do this wrong? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. I did do this wrong, I think. Oof. Well, this is fucking awkward now, isn't it? Ah, oh, fuck it. Whatever. They pick... They pick that some fastballs kicker London. If they are needing a kicker, this is the best kicker. If not, uh, this pick is the wrongest pick in the draft, so that's okay. Um, just move on to that. Um, as you can tell, this is not the most researched thing in the world because I've done like because I'm doing like 50 million things at once. So yeah, sorry Austin. Um, you're probably not picking this guy, but whatever shows what I know about the league right <laughs> uh, number 11 yellow knife um, really it was really tough to choose a pick for yellow knife here um, I wanted to do D line but really there's no one left um, that I think is worthy of this pick so instead what I did is I selected Eric Richards, linebacker out of London. Uh, best defensive player left on the board. Um, at least kind of in, um, like, defensive line linebacker. Um, because, really, you know, you could pick another safety, but, you know, we already have Rafael de Elcott, so not necessary. Um, so, 
you know, best defensive player left um, at a position that we could use him because, you know, we can move him to defensive end. I know Yellowknife did that with Maurice Vertanen temporarily. I don't know how effective it was, but, you know, something we can do. And really, the defensive ends, DTs, everyone else kind of at that position really wasn't worth it. So I think Yellowknife picks Eric Richards here. And last pick of my draft is Arizona once again. And once again, they're going best player available with Eugene Smoothie, safety from Myrtle Beach. Um, really, all I have to say is that he's the best player left on the board, best earner, guys putting out media, and that's really all I have to say about that. So, with pick number 36 in this draft done, uh, that's it. You know, that's all three rounds. Um, keep in mind, like I said, this pick order might not be correct uh, by the end of the season. This is just going off of uh, the pick order as I had it from the 11th, or before the 11th, rather. Um, May 11th, that is. Um, I wasn't able to do, like, super in-depth research, so I kind of glazed through a lot of the roster, so especially with that uh, with that Austin pick in round three, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but, you know, whatever, right? Um, but, yeah. This is just what I think I think is going to be very, very wrong. Um, it kind of, like I said, it's my philosophy on how I would draft these guys in a lot of cases, so, you know, some people might think um, like for example, like Videl San, for example, I think is the biggest one um, in this draft. There's a lot of places where he could go earlier, um, but I just didn't because I think that some of the receivers are better than he is, um, and that's not on him or anything. But that's just how I think. Um, so yeah, um, that's how I see this mock draft. Uh, so with that done, and kind of the big, uh, the big thing I want to do for my podcast out of the way, now uh, I'm going to take a drink of water again, and then we'll move on to the questions. All right, we're back. And let's just get right into questions. So we have questions from Darkness Rising, uh, Kai Sakura. Uh, and he has a couple of questions for me. Um, how long into his career will Jamar Laxton have to carry the F-Speed meme? Uh, forever. That will go um, for his entire career until he retires, I think. Um, just because it was really, really funny. Um so yeah, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily anything embarrassing or anything like that. It's just something that people are going to know him for, uh, for Laxon's entire career. That's what I think. Um, number two is which team in the DSFL has surprised you the most, being better or worse than you expected? Um, what was Tijuana's record last season? I'm gonna look because if I remember, they weren't great. Yeah, they went 6-8 and eight last season, and now, I mean, 
you know, they're nine and three, top of uh, top of the league right now. So, I think if I have to say anyone, it has to be Tijuana. Uh, they've been a really, really tough team to beat. Um, we got close, but some strange ass sim decisions screwed us over. Um, but yeah, they're probably the the team I expected the least to be good. And also as well, Myrtle Beach um, being bottom of the SFC is really, really strange to me. Because, um, like, by all accounts, like, their numbers are good. So I don't know what's going on. Like, there has to be some kind of uh, sim thing that's going on in Myrtle Beach. Like, they're not bad. They're still 6-6. Six and six, But, you know, by, by the sim, at least, they're bottom of the conference. So it's rough for them, I think. Um, number three is how far do you plan to go with Matthias Hanyani's career? Will he go a full 15 seasons or retire early? Uh, I plan on playing for as long as I can, um, <clears throat> until my legs fall off. Um, the second I hit under a hundred speed is probably going to be the season I retire. Um, which I probably have a while to go before that happens, but that's kind of the point where NSFL running backs really start to lose effectiveness. So... Once I hit less than 100 speed, you know, whenever that is, um, I'll probably end up retiring. Uh, and then the last question is, have you ever tried Vegemite or any other Australian food? Uh, I don't think so. I certainly haven't tried Vegemite, but I don't really know about other kind of Italian food. Or not Italian, Australian, goddamn. Um, yeah. Uh, nothing really I can think of, sir. That's for sure. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for the questions. I appreciate it. Uh, next up, uh, Baron1898 has some questions. Um, how confident are you that Yelnet can beat Colorado in Week 9? Well, we did. So, I mean, I was pretty confident regardless. Um, like, we were, on a, we were on a roll at that point. Um, so, I was really confident in that game. Um, even before, you know, it happened. Uh, what are your thoughts on the emergence of the Sabercats? Um, I mean, it's really nice to see kind of new teams uh, stepping up, really. Um, it's uh, no offense to the ASFC, but I'm so tired of seeing, oh, it's always New Orleans, Orange County, and, you know, one of either Arizona or Austin as the top three. Usually it's like Orange County number one, NOLA number two, and then friggin' Arizona number three. But now there's actually a shakeup, and San Jose is number two. So San Jose is doing really, really good. And then last question from Baron is, why do you think Austin is struggling so far? Um, this came before their six-game win streak, um, where they've had some really, really strong performances. Um, they blew the fuck out of Honolulu in Week 10. Um, they smacked New Orleans uh, really, really hard. Um, they've had some big games. Um, but before that, um, I couldn't tell you because they had some really, really strange games. Um, they lost to San Jose um, on the road, which is respectable. San Jose is a tough team. But losing to Philadelphia... Uh, at home is really rough. Um, they had to play Orange County, obviously, and that's a tough game always. 
Um, although they did beat them on the road and lost them at home, so that's kind of strange. But, yeah, Austin obviously on the right track now. But before that, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I have no clue. But uh, next up, we have some questions for Sucks Fake. Um, for, also from Minnesota, uh, like Sakura. So thank you. Uh, do you love us anymore? <laughs> I know what this joke is, but I, I always love that locker room. Okay? Like, I promise. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the entire Minnesota locker room. Sometimes I'm just not able to keep up as much as I want to just because I'm busy. And there's a lot of things going on. So, you know, sometimes I just can't show up, which is sad, but that's how it is. Uh, when are you coming back home? Uh, never. I'm, I'm staying out to get milk and cigarettes. <laughs> um, do you have any regrets with becoming a GM? Not really. Um, although, like I said before, I think our Season 22 draft was kind of disappointing. Um, I think we could have done a hell of a lot better. But, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. So I can't really, you know, hurt myself too badly for that. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I haven't really had any regrets, so to say, uh, about becoming a GM. And last question, are you and DeWalt an item? I don't know what that means. Is that some kind of slang that I'm too old to understand? I say that, and I'm fucking 20. So, you know, I I, I don't know what this question means. Please help. <laughs> uh, next questions are from uh, Valor, actually. And he actually helped me out with the uh, mock draft a little bit. He gave me kind of a baseline of needs, so thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and he, he actually asked a question about the mock draft. And, um, yeah, I already made the mock draft. So if you want to see my thoughts about a one-round mock, uh, just listen to round one. Um, <clears throat> what are the race planning on doing at the upcoming trade, trade deadline? I have no freaking clue. Um, I don't really think we need to make any moves necessarily. I think we're all set. Um, so... Yeah, I don't have anything else to do. Uh, it's pretty much neck and neck between the Wraith and the Yeti for number one seed in the NSFC, who will prevail um, out of both conferences. Uh, I think we have NSFC pretty much locked up um, after beating uh, Colorado. Um, we pretty much have one game left, one easy game, and it's going to be against Philadelphia at home, so that should be pretty easy. Um, in the ASFC, I think it's going to be a lot closer. Um I think San Jose can... I don't know if they can sneak into first. Because Otters might also have it locked up. I'm not sure, though. Uh, but considering that Orange County's been on a loss streak so far, um, it's very, very possible that uh, San Jose can sneak into first. Um, but I think Orange County is going to uh, be first overall again. Um, and then the last question is, will the race consider drafting me if I'm open to position switching? Again, I don't know. We're in the pre-draft process, um, but really, we don't have our board fully hammered out yet. And even if we wanted to draft you, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, thank you, Valor. I appreciate your help on the uh, mock draft stuff. You also helped me with the order, which I appreciate, because uh, I don't keep 
I don't pay attention to trades and stuff like that. So uh, thank you. And then last question uh, from Lax from uh, Jamar Laxon himself. Um, he has a few questions for me. Um, his first question is hardest part about being a uh, DSFL GM. Um, it's probably just, um, just all the testing that we do. Um, really because we want to do our best to put the team in a position to win. And that's what we can do realistically. Um, uh, yeah, so a lot of testing is involved. Um, also making sure that the locker room stays active is another big thing. Because, um, you know, we don't want you guys to leave. We want you guys to stick around. So that's another big thing um, to worry about. But, yeah, th it's not super difficult. Um, there's also, obviously, depth chart stuff. But that's, like, standard. And that's, like, standard GM work um, all across the league. But DSFL specifically, it's testing because we want you guys, uh, we want to put you guys in the best uh, position to win. And then same thing, um, locker room, just making sure you guys are active, updating, that sort of thing. Uh, next question is, how will you feel in a few seasons when Jamar Laxon wins Offensive Player of the Year instead of you? Good joke. Uh, question number three uh, is any prediction for where the class of Ducks will go in the NFL draft? I made the mock draft. So uh, I think Sakura is a first rounder. I think Hood um, is a second rounder. And then I think uh, Jones is a third rounder. There's probably, um, there's also Philip Stein, who honestly, he could go um, wherever. I think he could go anywhere from like the fourth to the sixth. Um, but I didn't really have a chance to talk about him. But yeah. Um, and again, like, I think Hood can go a lot earlier as well. Oh, I forgot, uh, Jackson as well. Jackson, first rounder. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of guys that I think really can go anywhere. Um, this is just my thoughts on where I think they're going to go. Um, will the race take a duck this time around? I hope so. I don't have them in my mock, but again, a lot of things can change, um, and the only reason I don't have them taking a duck is because a lot of the ducks that we would want go before we can pick them. So, yeah, that's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, if the dice fall the right way, you know, maybe we can pick some ducks. But uh, we'll have to see. Uh, will the race finally win the Ultimus after hopefully making it for the fifth time in a row? Uh, I mean, if we don't win it this season, we're probably never going to win it. Um, this is the best the race have been in my time with the team. Um, you know, everything's clicking. Offense is incredible. Defense is suffocating. You know, everything is in place, basically. So if we can't win this season, then that's it. I, I, if we don't win this season, I'm just accepting the fact that I'm never going to win an Ultimus. Um but yeah, that's all the questions I had. Thank you everyone who, again, who asked. Uh, and another bonus, again, I have another interview, uh, this time with Snowy Wolves, current quarterback of Minnesota, and hopefully, I'd like to see him anyways, uh, future quarterback of Colorado. So if you want to stick around for that interview, uh, you're free to do so. If not, 
Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And I hope you all have a good night. Again, uh, any feedback you have for me is always appreciated. Um, and I'm actually going to want uh, any suggestions you have for future topics would be great as well. Anything you want me to talk about in detail, uh, I can give it a deep dive on one of my episodes. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. once again going to be attached to the end of the podcast again sorry for any audio issues that come up because audacity is a bastard and doesn't let me record discord but uh, i have the wonderful snowy wolves with me today how Hello. are you doing i'm doing all right thanks how about you awesome love having you on so uh, let's just get right into the questions um so first question i have for you is you're one of the captains of the gray ducks this season um, yes. What's the experience been like, and does it feel any different compared to just when you were a regular player? Um, it it is different because a lot of other people will look at you as like a role model or right. just yeah someone to kind of look at and go like, "Hey, I need help. What is this? What do I do here? And what do I need to keep doing?" <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, that's that's a lot of it, to be fair. Yeah. So, it, it's definitely a different stand view than just being another player. Because I remember the previous two captains, which was Voice and Russ, I believe. Yes. So, it's definitely different. Alright. So. <laughs> awesome. It, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy having you as a captain. You've been extremely helpful for us, so uh, I appreciate I that. would hope so. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, so, second question is, um, what's your experience been like in the Yeti locker room? And is it... Oh, the how, Yeti? Yeah, the Yeti locker room. How's it different compared to the Grey Ducks? You know, what's the same? What's uh, different? You know, how have you adjusted? I mean, to be fair and just completely bluntly honest, I have not really been in there too much. I've been more kind of focused on where I'm at right now. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, but as from what I've seen, the GMs are pretty great. You know, yeah. Walker, Duck, or um, that's his name in here, uh, Frick. Yeah, Walker's does but, a great job in uh, Colorado. Yes, they both do amazing. So, it, it's just an overall really good experience, especially having uh, a friend from here be with, be there with me, oh, Voice. Yeah, yeah, you're with Voiceless. Yeah, so I'm I'm also along with another uh, friend I had picked up just talking to. So that was pretty cool. Ismail. Oh, yeah, I Ismail. Name, right? uh, I remember yeah. him from the draft. So it's pretty cool being on there with a couple people I know. So Awesome. So moving to a question that has relevance to that, who's your favorite teammate on each team so far? On each team? Yes. Oh. Favorite from the Ducks, favorite from Colorado. God, only I one. Favorites. I hate favorites. I can't. Too bad. You can only pick one. I'm not. I'm not letting you off this hook. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the ducks. Ooh, just pick, <laughs> just pick just one. I'm not, you know. Uh, Tylus, easily. Right. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, and from Yetis. Oh shit. 
Um, so you said player, right? Yes. Hmm. I think that one's a little easier on me. I think that's gonna have to be voice for that one. Also, pretty just fair. because of yeah, because just being drafted to the same team as him, yeah, just generally is an easy pick for me. All right. Uh, <sighs> moving. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not letting you get away with that one. I let, That's a heavy weight, man. I let fate get away with it. I'm not letting you get away with it. Sorry. Uh I see. Yeah. Uh, so next question is: What are your thoughts about the current season? Uh, did you expect the Ducks to be better or worse compared to where we are now? Okay. So a little bit of a like irritating pull on that one because. That whole re-simming thing, I won't go too, like, on it. Yeah, with we, we all, we all know what happens. You know. Yeah, and personally, I felt really annoyed and a little attacked with me throwing as many interceptions as I did. I mean, Because I felt like that was a little unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, but it felt a little a little unrealistic, and it was just I mean, out of the water. Yeah, the sim. I mean, the sim is just terrible in terms of yeah. interceptions. It it just it doesn't know what it's doing. I know. I just got to resimmed it because it was just not. Even though we lost the resim, that was kind of rough. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad. Yeah, we at least had respectable games that time around. Yeah. So. So far, I feel like we've been doing pretty good. We had a really good draft. We had really good just overall locker room so in, far um, this year. Zed Kepler as well. Zed and Kepler. He, um, new running back. Remember him? Ah, I did not. But that's okay. Yeah, he he was in here um, last night, actually. He was having a great time. Because uh, he was on... I think he was on Portland. I can't remember what team oh, he boy. was from. Because oh I wasn't boy. the one who orchestrated the trade. I know someone put him on the block, and then mm. they're like, mm, you know, we somebody want... chop blocked him. No, he he was on the trade block, and Ace left um, for a number of reasons. I won't reveal anything about that. I want to be respectful to him. Yeah, I I did hear about that. So yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, what are you gonna? I do? mean, it happens. I, I kind of had the similar thing, but. Yeah, it happens. I won't. I won't. I won't say anything about it. But um, having a second active running back has been really nice for us. Um, yeah, Ace, you didn't love us. Eh, I, not <laughs> everyone. Not everyone's gonna like the locker room. I dude. know. I won't blame him for that. Ducks are best, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Stopping the um, just derailment <laughs> of this. Uh, <laughs> What are your goals um, for this season and beyond? Uh, and do you think you're going to be a good heir to Wolfie McDummy, uh, Wolfie McDummy once he eventually retires? Oh, boy. Okay, so first of all, for being on the Missino Gradex, there's kind of a little bit of a yeah, But, like, I feel good being, like, the starter here and having that, like, what Experience? is it called? Yes, I would say that's a good part of it, and just this season so far for me has been pretty good. Yeah, you've been a really solid like, uh, passer this season. Yeah, like I've far exceeded what I thought I was going to do this season, to be honest. I mean, quarterback play in the DSFL is so variable. Like one season, you know, you can just be like god-awful, like, but then next <sighs> season, you know, you can ha just be incredible. Like you can't miss a yeah. throw. It's I'm, just, just I can't it believe I'm 
like second in the league or DSFL league right now with passing yards is just kind of you're actually first by a hundred. Really? Yeah, you're at fifteen thirty one over Colby Jack, who's at fourteen thirty one. Jesus, yeah, that just blows me out of the water. I didn't feel like I was gonna get to that kind of point. So one of my goals probably will be at least getting towards three thousand yards passing. Yeah, I'm that's hoping not, that's not happening in the DSFL. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I know, but you can probably it, it's something I have my eyes set on. Yeah, the season left, you can probably still hit. You have one, About two, three, four, five, six. So that many games, you can probably hit like twenty two, twenty four hundred yards. I think. Hey man, I just want to set to break some records. Yeah, unfortunately, you're not going to do that either, because, uh, you know, early, early NSFL records are almost always unbreakable, just because, um, you know, the, I don't, the league changes, you know? That's okay. I will change with the league. Yeah, like, um... <clears throat> but I'll also show the league that I can still do it. Yeah, like, passing yards right now, I don't know how accurate this is, but passing yards leader is 3,387 yards. So I don't I don't know if that's even realistic for a uh, player to hit anymore. Hmm. It might be, but I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Um, next question, just uh, to keep going here. Um, what are your predictions for your stats by the end of the year? And on top of that, um, do you think you're going to be up for any awards by the end of the season? So, what do I feel like I'll be hitting at the end of the season? Yeah, like, what do you, what do you think your end-of-season stats are going to be? Are? So, right now, you're at 1,500 passing yards, seven touchdowns, four interceptions. <clears throat> I'm hoping to stay under 10 interceptions this season. I mean, that's very possible. You're on so, pace uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't like throwing many picks. It's not a good feeling. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Hoping to get up those touchdowns to get up to at least like maybe ten. Yeah, I think you can hit ten pretty easily. Uh, that shouldn't be much of a problem. Yeah. Like you're like tied, I said, you're tied for third place with seven with um, Covington the third. The people ahead of you are Ramos with nine and one of the Jack brothers with nine. Right. So, 10 is pretty realistic. Um, and do you think you're going to be up for, like, quarterback of the year, offensive player of the year? Um, I'm going to say a hard no on that one. Mainly because, one, I'm not the top quarterback of the year. Like, top quarterback of this class. Like, just the class in general. Mm-hmm. But also, the other send-downs are, they have more TPE over me. Hey, man, TPE they is probably have... I'm gonna tell you. I'm That's gonna tell true. That, you know? TP. But there are also stats talk there. Yeah, so, it, I mean, to be fair, it's very, very early to be uh, talking awards. There's still a lot of games left to play. Yeah. That's why, that's why when I did it in the NSFL, I was like, oh, this is way too early. Because I was talking like week five and six were when I was talking awards. So that's literally less than half the season in. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit early for that. But, you know, there's some discussion eventually happening. So. Just something to think about. Yeah, it's just something I don't really see because the other quarterbacks probably are going to have a lot more stats coming through. You never know, though. You know, there's always, always, uh, always a chance for an upset. 
So that's true. Last question I have for you is, um, which uh, gray duck has surprised you the most with how well they've played, and which duck from the season twenty-three class do you think is the most likely to be an NSFL superstar? I feel like one of the superstars could I very well see that it's on our roster right now. Uh let's see. Yeah. Like one of one of the season twenty three guys that we drafted. Who do you think is the most likely to be a superstar out of that group? I have a few on the list. <laughs> and I feel like I'll let I, you choose uh, more than one this time. Yeah. I feel like our wide receivers that we picked up recently, like throughout uh this draft that we did. Tylus and Darkness, the, the I have good feelings about those two. I do too. I, I, I agree with that one. So I, I couldn't really pick one because they're both been doing really well. And I feel like our O line's been pretty decent as well, along with uh, that. Jones has so, been really, really good for us. Yes. I'm very happy to have that pickup. And which one which player has surprised you the most with um with their play? Mm. That's that's kind of hard to pick. I feel like our team in general, like, supports just everything else on the team, if that makes sense. I suppose so. Like, everyone compliments everybody. Yeah. I, th- I think that's relatively fair. Uh, we have a, we have a lot of good um, players on the team. Honestly, in my opinion, it's probably Kennedy. Uh, like the dude has had an absolutely crazy season. He already has eight sacks, uh, most in the league by a pretty wide margin. He also has, he's tied with a bunch of people for like fifth most tackles with 77. Jeez. So he's been killing it. Yeah, I uh, I 100% agree with that. 73, you said? Uh, or 77? Jesus. That's, that's a big number. Yep. Hey man, he's getting close to those triple digits. Yeah, he's, he's slow like to see. Yeah, I think he'll probably hit uh, triple digits by the end of the season. There's a good chance. Should he, he's having like deb- double digit tackles every game. So. Hey man, he's setting setting uh high expectations. Yeah, he he had like a what was it? he had like a three sack game against Dallas. Yeah, three sacks. Like he he was murdering um, Monty Jack. Like, hey, uh, let me just tap tap you on the shoulder real quick. Yes. Uh man, never saw it coming. Yeah. Um, now that my questions are done, do you have any questions for me? I'm curious. Hmm. What was one of the most difficulties? Uh, that did not make sense. What was one of the biggest difficulties that you had throughout the season 23 draft for the DSFL? Um, do you mean in terms of, like, scouting or picking players, or what do you mean? A little bit of both on that one. Um, I mean, honestly, Season 23, the draft wasn't that difficult. At least, There's um, always 82 players. Well, that, obviously, but, like, <laughs> I, beyond that, um, like, we had, like, we didn't have too many huge holes to fill. Uh, there were a few, obviously. Like, wide receiver was probably the biggest one. Yes. Because um, we, 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 lost, we lost Alexander. 
Um, we, we lost a lot of our players that yeah, we were... Lost, we uh, lost quite a few of our big guys. Uh, we lost Alexander. Um, the other guy that we had on the roster, Thompson, is IA. So basically, oh. left on the roster, we only had um, Fake. Um, That's not great. No. Uh, it's terrible, especially with the new rule that they have now, where you... Um, have to play activities over IA. Yeah. Well, you can't play IAs um, if they're gone for like a certain amount of time. I think after a season. So basically, we would have only had Brooks. Um, so oh. we're like, okay, we need to... We need... Uh, especially, we also need defensive line help because our DTs are terrible. Um, yeah. Because um, Gonzalez is IA, uh, Bjornsson is IA, McWigglebutt is IA. Oh uh, my god. Defensive end, we were slightly better off, but they were all mostly IAs, so that was also kind of rough. Um, so we just needed completely new players. Yeah, we need we needed de- defense for sure. Um, was kind of the biggest one. So we got defense out of the way early. We picked up um, Royal, uh, GM yeah. for um, San Jose. We also got uh, Gamaliel, um, who isn't super active, so that's kind of unfortunate. But he pops his head in here every so often. Um, and then after that, I think we traded down. And then we got um, Hood with our next pick, if I'm correctly. Um, I can actually pull it up. Kind of. Yeah, we also got back-to-back O-line picks too, which yeah, was nice. Yeah, Thunder, who all, who unfortunately is also IA, but I mean, the good thing is he's at the proper weight for offensive line, so that automatically makes him more effective than a bot. Yeah. So that was you know pretty nice for us. Um, who else do we pick? We also got a uh, Ray Ray Jackson. Yes. Who we actually had on waivers last season, and he was excellent, so we picked him back up. Uh, who else? We got Darkness in the... Fuck, what round was that? That was fifth round, which is insane, because he's like top five earner in the entire class now. Yeah. So that was pretty excellent. A little bit of a sleeper pick. Yep. Uh, really happy about that one. And that's actually pretty much it. Um, that was everyone in our draft. Well, I guess Brian Erlbacher, but he's also kind of um, inactive. Even though I've tried to get him on Discord, he's actually asked... About joining, but he hasn't joined. You know, I gave him a link, mm. and then he hasn't joined. So I'm like, I'm really sad. Yeah, I, I can feel that. Well, so, this yeah. is a little bit of a stupid question I already know the answer to. How do you feel <laughs> versus uh, the 82 player to 271 oh, player fuck. draft? Don't even ask me that. <laughs> Don't even ask. Oh, Jesus, that was uh. torture. NSFL GMs have it easy in terms of scouting, honestly. Excuse me, pick pick 103, it's your turn. Yeah, I mean, oh my god. Like, oh, it was really rough drafting in, uh, for Season 21. Uh, mostly because I, I came in late, so it was like... like yeah, you were, you were handed a pretty hot stone. Yeah, I, I basically came in late. Um, Dualt took over for, oh, fuck me. Who are the previous GMs? Welkers and Frick. Welkers. And who? Frick, I think. I can't remember who his coach really? was. Hmm. Uh, but Welkers, he left, um, to Jam Colorado. So, Dualt came in. He had, like, a week's head start on me, so I came in late, and I was like, oh, fuck me, we have a lot to do. <laughs> uh, and we 
better pick up that ball. Honestly, I wasn't super happy with our season 21 draft. We got a bunch of good players, but a lot of them were just kind of... Yeah, what I will say for the season 21 draft, I feel like the Ducks got a lot of locker room presence. Yeah. And got... didn't get too much otherwise. Yeah, we got some good players still. We got um, Laxon, who was um, yes. amazing. Uh, you, season 21. Who else? We got... Um... Um, we got Damon, didn't we? Yeah, Damon, yeah. Uh, we got Django, we had, um, Voiceless and, um... Buck. Buck. Buck's still here, actually. He's still here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we got, um, who the fuck? I can't remember his name. We got Russ as well. Um, he was great. So we got a bunch of, um, great players, but I feel like a lot of the guys we just kind of fucking whiffed on, especially secondary. Like, we had... Three complete whiffs at cornerback. Uh, actually, four, kind of, because one of our guys just went IA for no reason. Um, hey, 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 guys, I'm going uh, to we'll head out. Yeah. I mean, we still got some good ones. Like, Krause is another one. He's actually been earning pretty well. Like, he's up to 230 TV. Isn't it Krause? Uh, Matt Krause, yeah. Wow. He's actually earning pretty well. Uh, Tyron Shields actually came back. The CC? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. the one we just picked up recently, right? No, we had him season 22. Oh, shit. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, he came back. Yeah, he came back. And I was really, really happy to see him back, honestly. Like, it was amazing, you know, having him back in the locker room because um, he was incredible. I miss Vettel a lot. He's dealing with, like, family illness or something. So right. He's gone for now, and it's really, you know, that's that's really sad to me. Not having yeah. him in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, you know, real life. Yeah, fam, fam, like, I always say, like, real life takes priority. Like, family stuff takes priority. Same thing with Waldo, actually. He made a post a couple of weeks ago talking about, um, like, how his, I think his grandfather potentially had corona, and then he caught it for a couple of weeks, and he didn't have oh, a boy. Time. Yeah, so, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like real life always takes priority, but I'm still disappointed to not have him because he was an incredible presence in the locker room when he was around. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more questions for me? Or are we mm. all set here? Where's my cookie? Um, you'll get one on your way out. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> okay. still in the oven right now, you know? Gotcha. It better be chocolate chip. All right. Well, if I don't you do have, raisins. Yeah, if you have no more questions for me, um, yeah, really happy to have you on, man. You know, I'm all yeah, man. I always love having interviews, or I love having interviews because it just it means uh, the people get to listen to someone other than me for an hour. So, <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes that's all you need is <laughs> a little bit of a boomer just talking into your ear. <laughs> ha ha ha! Aren't you funny? I am very funny. Thank you. Oh yeah. Well, thank you, um, Snowbo. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me, Method. And everyone who's listening to this interview, uh, thank you for listening onwards. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you all have a good day. <laughs>